What's up, guys? Welcome to the XU Podcast, episode 48. Today, we have a returning guest, K-Bubs, joins the podcast. Last time he was on was all the way back in episode 8. And a lot has changed for him recently. One of the big reasons for having him back on is he recently wiped his Instagram because he's starting a new chapter. He's been building the K-Bubs project for five years. Some of the songs that you know and love, 2010, Summer Nights. Wiped his Instagram, like I said, and he's starting a new chapter where he's playing with new sounds. He's doing new edits, remixes, and he's really making music that he is excited about and that he's into. And that's really what we talk about. Talk about kind of the whole process of what that was like, graduating college, entering the real world, getting a job, and approaching music differently now as he looks at music as really something that he wants to come from a point of authenticity. I think he really nailed it when he talked about how he had to really take a step back and look at his ego and kill his ego in order to take what he's built from the past five years and really start at point one, point A again and, you know, just take away everything that he's built. And obviously it's amazing what he's built, but he's really starting new and starting fresh. And just talking to him, I can tell how excited and energized he is about everything that he's doing. So we talk about that change. We talk about his new music and his edits where he's really modernizing classical dance music tracks, which is really what they are at this point, right? The songs of those early 2010s are now classics and he's modernizing them. We talk about ego and it was really just fun talking about the whole, you know, opportunity that's kind of come about for him and how he's kind of approaching it. So K-Bubs, I'm a huge fan of his, always have been. I'm so excited for his new stuff. You can check out some of his newest edits. His Say My Name edit dropped a couple weeks ago on his SoundCloud, and he has an edit that's dropping tomorrow, Friday the 20th. So check that out on his SoundCloud. I'll link everything in the show notes. This was episode 48 of the XU Podcast. Thank you, everyone, to lit that listens. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter. You know where to find us, X underscore U underscore pod. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Here's K-Bubs. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the XU Podcast. This is episode 48, and I am super stoked because I have a recurring guest on. This guest, I have to go all the way back to episode eight, which was in December of 2021. He was the first guest that I had on the podcast that wasn't a friend, wasn't just somebody I knew, but an actual artist, someone that I listened to, someone that I enjoyed. And the artist is K-Bubs. So K-Bubs returns to the XU Podcast. Welcome back, man. Thank you for having me. What's up? Not much, man. It's it's been uh, quite a while since I've had you on the podcast. Preparing for this <clears throat> interview or episode was different because since you've been on the podcast and obviously before that, I've obviously been following what you've been up to and even more so after you joined the podcast. So I know last year was crazy for you. A lot happened. And obviously this year, I know you have some big goals and your, your eyes set on you know, big things. So I'm excited to dive into all of it. I'd love to kind of start with the past year. And since you could, so the last time you were on this podcast was in December of 2021, which is over a year ago. So tell me what has it been like for K-Bubs, the artist in 2022 and kind of since that interview? Yeah, a, a lot of change. <laughs> if you can't tell by the new, uh, by the new stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Just a lot of life change i graduated from college in may so that was kind of smack dab middle of the year 
I'm trying to think. Yeah, running through the year. I mean, it started February, December 2021, you said? Yeah, uh, December 2021. You, I think it was like the eighth episode of the podcast, and now this is 48, so. Yeah, no, February. So I started off that year. I played Webster Hall which with mm-hmm. Lost King, which was insane. And mm-hmm. then put out a few songs. I did Dancing in the Rain, Sober, I'm Good, um, which I'm super proud of a lot of those songs. But then... Yeah, I mean, I graduated. Uh, I work full time now, so my life yeah. is a lot. Different. And uh, I think the biggest theme of this last year, twenty twenty two, was just kind of like change and just growth. You know, just kind of growth yeah. myself as a person, in myself as an artist, uh, myself creatively, just everything. I feel like I'm just very different than I was a year ago. Um, yeah. And the look at music and the way that I look at my career thus far and the way that I look at everything is just so different. So yeah, I think that's kind of been, that was really the biggest, uh, if I had one word to describe 2022, it'd be just change. I said, I decided to take this big break. And that was, I think a part of that was that I had been going so strong for like five years, which is crazy to think about. Cause it's like when you're trying to build an artist project, you're kind of just like nose down in it. You know, and I was 17 probably when I really got that and I'm 22 now. And so you get to a certain point where you're just like, holy shit, I am a way different person than when I started this. And I just need to take some time off of posting on social media and making music with the intention of releasing it under a certain name and just take a step back and be like, okay, let me just rethink all this and just take a step back and find myself you know and that's what i did so yeah man and it's crazy because like you said you started this project when you were 17 and uh i'm i'm 27 now so i'm I'm older than you obviously and i i was a fan of yours back i think the first time i heard your song was maybe like two or three years ago when you released like 20 whenever 2010 came out or i know we talked about that on the last podcast that you were on but for you being so young and now being five years into this, like you're still very young, but you're a lot different than when you started, like you said. So that change, I think, is really important for really any artist at any point of their career. Being able to take a step back and see what you're putting out. Obviously, going back to what you were saying last year, you did put out some songs that I think were really true to like the K-Bubs that everybody knows and loves. And I think nobody wants to see that K-Bubs go away because music that you've put out and your your catalog when you look at your music you've you've put out is all incredible it's kind of got like the progressive house meets fun new revisioned type sound and it's really fun music in the summer and when you're having like that music that everybody just loves is what i think of when i hear your music but i am excited to also see an artist like you who has put out so much of those awesome songs now kind of rework what you're doing and take parts of that and kind of put it towards what you're kind of focusing on now. So long-winded, but one of the reasons why I wanted to get you back on the podcast is because you did just kind of do like a public statement. I'm, ch- you know, new chapter with the K-Bubs yeah. project. You went, you archived your Instagram. So you took down all your old posts. So tell me about that process, the decision to do that. I know obviously you were talking about the change, but basically tell people what how like you walk through that process. Yeah, I mean, well, to start, like you said, I think I think it is interesting because if I look back at a lot of my old releases and I feel like this is like people hate to like hear an artist say this, but like 
I'm not proud of. Like, I hate a lot of those songs. Like, Summer Nights, I hate that song. And so many people love it. It's crazy. I know. And I'm just like, that is the corniest song to ever exist. I hate it. But, like, I will say the three songs that I released in 2022 with Dancing in the Rain, I'm Good and Sober, it's, I'm most proud of those. So it's weird to kind of just walk away when you're, when you're feeling like you're still, you know, uh, you're still getting better. And I think it, it was cool because I feel like out of that old kind of chapter one era, I think I'm good is probably the song that I'm the most proud of. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool to end on a bit of a high note. And I just kind of decided like, okay, I've done, I've done this sound and I think this is the best I'm going to do that sound. So let's just put this out. And then that's chapter close, you know, yeah. Yeah, like close I'm that not going to become the chain smokers off of this mm-hmm. sound. So let, mm-hmm. I, I, I did my best and let's try something new. You know, that was the mindset. But in terms of like, you know, archiving everything and all that kind of stuff, it was so many months of like, I think it's, it started with the music, obviously. And just I took a few months of just like making stuff that I had never made before and making so many different genres and being like, okay, I'm going to make music for six months without the intention of it ever seeing the light of day. Like, it'll never, I don't know what I'll release. I don't know what, I don't know when the next time I'll release is, but I'll just try and make stuff until I find something I like, and then I'll land on a sound. You know, and that was kind of the mindset that I took. And then I kind of landed on something, and I was like, okay, this is cool. Um and then you kind of think about it. I guess the archiving thing and all that is more just thinking about the brand and being like, I- I'm getting older. And I think you kind of realize like a 17 year old making content is different than a 22 year old making content. Yeah, you're more mature definitely. and you're more self-aware and you understand kind of what people want more. So, um, yeah, I think I kind of was just like, OK, a lot of the content that I used to post felt kind of immature to me now. So I'm like, OK, I'm just going to delete it all. And I'm just going to start fresh. I'm going to act like I'm a brand new artist. I'm going to act like I don't have any following. And let's just see where it goes. You know, so that that was really, I guess, the mindset behind that was I just wanted to start completely fresh. Like yeah. I like no one had ever heard of anything I've ever made before. So which which I imagine is exciting as an artist. I'm also sure that there was a big part of you that was hesitant to do that. And like, you know, you don't want to let go of all that. It's not that you're letting go of it. Obviously it's still there, but that's a big step with saying, all right, I'm going to take all everything I've worked on so far. I'm pretty much going to wipe it from the internet and my social media and everything people know about me and pretty much betting on yourself as an artist that like you're going to win. You're going to keep the fans that were with you, but also get new fans for being this like new project and new vision of what K bubs is. I have a couple of questions on the things you said. One, when you made the decision to approach music without any intention of it going viral or blowing up or people streaming it and just making it, did you find that easy to do or how quickly were you maybe going into the cycle of having maybe social media on your mind or having streams on your mind or were you able to truly approach it and just say i'm just gonna you know attack this music from creative process like standpoint Uh, honestly yeah i I think i I didn't post on social media for like months and i think once you get out of it for a while and you kind of just like almost stop identifying with like that part of yourself and that part of i guess your creative process i don't know what that is but yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. I uh, that was the most fun that I had ever had making music in a long time. It was just like, let's just make some weird shit. You know, I yeah. just went into it with like that every single day, and you do, and it, it never really got challenging because it was always like, okay, well, if it, you're you're not constrained to something. It's like, okay, let's download a new sample pack. Let's make a breakbeat song. Let's make a techno song. Let's make whatever the hell I want mm-hmm. because no one's going to hear it and it doesn't matter. And it, it was so fun. And I, I would urge any artist who's been making music for an extended period of time to do that. Like, don't, don't settle in on like, I am this, I am that because you're always improving. I think that was also the most I had ever improved at making music in a long time. I think when you keep making the same genre, yeah, I got a little better at certain things, but after a certain period, you kind of plateau. And then when you start thinking of just like, let's make something weird. Who cares what it sounds like? That's when you start unlocking like, oh, wow, if I do this, then that creates that. And that's like new and fresh and you get better at making music. So yeah, I, I didn't find it challenging at all. I, it was so refreshing. It was so fun. Um, yeah, on, honestly, all- I never want to do it. Yeah. And and like you said, you're a, you've been doing this now for five years. When you were first making music, music you were in college and you said you just graduated from school and as someone who you know is older and i remember the time frame you're in you're probably in just a different mindset mentally making music now naturally because you're going to a job every day you're not surrounded by your friends all day and your music is maybe something you're more passionate about or you look forward to more of getting in the studio after work or whatever it might be. I don't want to speak for you, but how have you seen like the change from being in college and now the routine of being graduated, working a job, how has that affected like your approach to music? It clearly seems like it's, it's done some good things in terms of how you approach it. Yeah, I think, um, I think when you graduate, it kind of makes you, I'm sure you can speak on this too. It kind of makes you take life a little bit more serious. If that makes sense. You're like, when you're in college, you're in high school, everyone's trying things, everyone's trying to do, you know, they're trying to find their thing and find their way in the world. And then you graduate and it's like, everybody's doing, everybody's doing it. So then you're like, oh shit, if I want to do this music thing, like I got to fucking do it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, there's no, there's no tomorrow. There's no next year. There's no, oh, I'm young. It's like, no, let's do this. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of the mindset that I really went into it with now, especially releasing music is like, okay, like, no excuses, no, no, nothing. Like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I, yeah. I think that was the biggest change. And I, I guess I also at the same time don't have maybe as much time to work on music during the week, um, which is kind of nice though, because it makes me like fit it in more, you know? Yeah, I, I, totally. If I have eight hours to do it. I'll, I'll just end up procrastinating. But if yeah. I have like, if I have, you know, I get home from work at six and then I go to the gym and then I have three hours to work on music. I'm getting right into that chair and working on music, you know? So totally. And I think again, man, what I love about the fact that you approach this change and kind of this time period in the K-Bubs project as really a new chapter, right? Like we talked about clearing your social media, starting new kind of coming out with this new sound and experimenting with new sounds. What exciting from a fan perspective is I'm, as you know, I'm a huge fan of your music. I love everything you've put out, but I think oftentimes, like no matter how good an artist is, like they can kind of just get diluted by all the other music that's out there. Like I love K-Bub's music, but I wasn't always thinking about it. I think a move like starting a new chapter, not only for you is probably like refreshing and 
rejuvenating and exciting, but from a fan standpoint and from people in the industry and people who are paying attention, it kind of makes them do a double take. It's like, whoa, what's going on with K-Bubs? He's kind of like, oh, he's trying out some new things. I think everybody is excited about it. Um, and I think, again, it takes a lot of balls to do something like that because you could ride the wave that you're currently on, or you can say, all right, let's go, let's start new. Let's kind of start fresh. And I think that is really exciting. So talk about kind of some of the new stuff you've put out. I know you've put out a couple of edits out on SoundCloud so far, um, but tell people about like the sound that you're really playing. How would you describe the music you're currently making? I know you said it's a lot of different things. Just off of that as well, just what you said, I think is interesting. I think the biggest thing with that kind of like, you know, making people do a double take type thing is like, I feel like destroying your ego is so huge and just being like, okay, like, I'm not some huge headline DJ. Like if I'm going to do, if I want to make, if I want different results, I got to do something different. I think that was the biggest thing that, uh, the biggest mindset change that it came down to. But in terms of my sound, yeah, I mean, I have, yeah, it's, it's a lot of edits right now and a lot of remixes. Um, edits for me, meaning like a song that I remit, like I kind of, one thing that I love doing right now and that I'm calling an edit is like, taking two or three old classic songs and kind of combining them into one and then also adding my own production and my own style and my own remix on top of it. I think that's really cool. Instead of just taking one song and remixing it is taking like two or three songs, sampling them, sampling different like little parts and then yeah. making my song around it. I, I think that's so cool. I think I got that idea from Cheyenne Giles. I'm sure you've heard his stuff, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, like definitely. The, the Booyah Bounce with uh, Titanium, the the vocal from Titanium. It's like, I just love, kind of, it, it's, it keeps it interesting. And I love making that, like, my new thing is I just want to make, like, the shit that you hear on SoundCloud that you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, just the, yeah, the random, it's the, yeah. yeah, just the random fun shit. Like, yeah. not like you did one with cl- You did one with Clarity and Language, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That I've been saying I for everybody listening, you can see that on my Instagram or my TikTok. I'll put that. I'm gonna put that out in a couple of weeks. And like, that's a perfect example. In the drop of that, you haven't heard this part yet. I sampled Sheck West yelling "bitch" from Mo Bamba and mm-hmm. used it as an ad lib in the drop. And then I used some like girl giggling. It's like just r- putting like random shit in songs is just so fun to me it must so, like, be that, fun yeah it must be fun as hell for you yeah to, like be just messing around with these all these experimental type see what works and you again you kind of yeah. had the fun summer bop formula down to a t like yep. that probably gets stale after a while for you yep. as like a producer so it's it's yeah. and you can tell your genuine excitement about the music you're making the sound you're get, getting to the new chapter that doesn't go unnoticed from like people who follow you standpoint it's one of the reasons why i wanted to get you on the podcast and yeah uh, yeah man it's really it's really good stuff i'll obviously link all of like the soundcloud stuff that you've been putting out all the edits do you have any originals in the works do you have what like 2023 what are some goals i obviously continuing this new chapter but yeah I, i do i have like i think i made before i started releasing anything i made a folder with like i think it was three remixes and three originals and so I have three originals completely done. Um, but I think my goal right now is honestly just in terms of like, you know, business musical. I'm like, I want to get like at least one remix 
that goes like kind of viral and is like being played by a ton of DJs. I think that's kind of my goal right now is to just get that. And then once I get that, maybe start dropping some original. So I think that's kind of the plan. And the goal right now is to put out a new remix every two weeks. I just want to go, I just want to go nuts. Like just nonstop, just keep, keep pumping shit out. Um, Based, I mean, the edit that you've you've heard, I kind of am in between this like UK garage, like bass house kind of housey fusion thing so that that's really what i've been into it's fun it's funny too because i think when you were last on this podcast i remember we were talking about how you were really into tech house like so many people were at the time yeah you know end of 2021 tech house was kind of taking over and john summit and chris lake and we were talking about all those artists i was listening to some of that podcast earlier and obviously you come from a place of edm where zed Porter Robinson, Avicii, like, you know, those big, the Kygo type sound is obviously very present in your music. And now you weirdly in a way, and again, I always say, I don't like to be like a genre snob, but it sounds like the new stuff you're making is in kind of like the combination of both those with like, you know, big epic vocals and obviously fun new stuff and kind of like a fun tech house type beat. And, you know, it's funky and it's groovy and it gets people moving. So it's awesome to see, man. Again, I'm really excited for all the originals that you're going to be coming out with. Uh, yeah. It's exciting. You. It's exciting. Like you said, I think it takes a lot to take a step back and, and say, all right, I've built something awesome and I can keep on doing this or I'm going to completely like challenge myself and push myself to new heights. And you mentioned virality. And one thing I wanted to talk about going viral, which I thought you brought up a good point. I feel like the and I'm not a producer or a DJ, so I can't really speak too much, but I think one of the issues with music today is people's idea of going viral is getting like featured as a TikTok sound or being in like every TikTok video where in the electronic music scene, really just seeing your song being played by so many people naturally makes it go viral because there's videos. I mean, you see it with Malpe's Bounce right now and Dom Dalla's song, Gold Dust or... Uh, uh- Rhyme does. Rhyme does. Yeah. You see that song everywhere. And that's almost like the electronic music, like peak of going viral is when everybody's out playing your song. Yeah. No, you, you could not have said that any better. And that's, that's exactly what I was saying is like that. That's what I mean by viral. I'm what I mean by viral is like a craze do it to it in 2020 or 2021. Mm -hmm. Like every DJ is playing it in every single set. Every time you go to a club or I'm good by David Guetta. Every single time you go to a club, you're expecting that song to be played. That, I mean, that may not ever happen for me. It doesn't happen for 99% of people to that level. But like, that's the goal. It's not just, hey, let's remix some popular TikTok song and make some like, uh, some cool, like super cut up content that's going to get a ton of views on TikTok. But like every, if DJs play it, they're going to play it for three weeks before it gets old. Like you don't want that to be your your thing. So I think, yeah, when I say viral, I think the, the biggest thing with that is like uh, familiarity to an extent, which is why I'm doing the remixes. I mean, but yeah, fresh that people are excited about, which is what you're doing. I think. Again. Yeah. That it's familiarity plus quality, because I think yeah. you're not going to go viral by just making a random house remix of some popular song. And that's why I was like, I want to make my own, style that people are like oh and you know my stuff is not super reinventing the wheel right now but it's like 
I it's, think it's different fresh. though and it's it is different. fresh and like like you've been doing this for so long i you probably could have easily rebranded this and the wrong way to have done it would have been to just put out like a basic ass tech house song and been like yeah. all right k-bubs is doing tech house like you're taking your roots from these the golden era of edm if you want to call it that songs like 2010 and um uh summer nights i know you said you didn't like that song but like let's face it those like those fit into the mold of like those yeah. songs that like remind people of that era and you're kind of using that and you're implementing it into this new groovy sound and that's when i think you see songs like bounce and rhyme dust and because it's yeah. new and it kind of gets people's ears perked up and again it makes people do a double take so um i think off off of that i, I know obviously you follow the scene so heavily so I, I'm curious to see if you agree on this, but I, I kind of view the whole like post COVID house scene as not EDM. You know, I think they're kind of two, you're seeing like two distinct scenes and it's like two different eras of what dance music and club music are. And like, if you play a calling our levels versus like a, um, what's a good example? I mean, losing it was from 2019, but like still same thing. Like, yeah. Like a John beyond Summit being, song or yeah. 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 Beyond just being like different genres of EDM. I almost view them as like two totally different scenes and eras, you know, more than like a progressive house and future house or progressive house and chain smokers dance pop. I feel like they're two totally different scenes. And that's why I was kind of like, huh, I think we're almost at the point now where songs like clarity are getting old enough to where you can take them and modernize them and it not be like kind of corny. Cause like, if you did totally. that in 2017, you like remix clarity in 2017. It's like, uh, it's like not old enough yet to where it makes sense. But I feel like now we're kind of getting to that point where it's like, you can take a song like that or bangerang, which is my next one. Mm -hmm. And, um, or what was, what was the first one I put out? Oh, say my name. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. yeah. Or like take any of those songs and kind of modernize them. And it's like, huh, this is like old enough to where we can put it into a, something that fits this new scene, it, you know? So that, totally. that was, that was the biggest inspiration. It's, uh, it's a niche market that really like, hasn't yeah. been like, obviously people have remixed those songs, but like you said, doing it three years ago or even two years ago, like, wasn't like those songs have had their time now in like retirement, if you want to call yes. it. Yeah. And now bringing them in a new light in a new fresh sound. And what you said about like, tech house and it being almost like a the, the past two years as awesome as it's been i think it has been like a weird time for edm because you have kind of seen these two forms of like you have the main stage obviously progressive house which is like exactly. holding yes. on but at times it feels like that is almost like you know every time i think that it's dying it like returns strong but then all of a sudden it will like falter a little bit but yeah you know i always have my pulse on like how that department of dance music is doing and I also think that Tech House and what we saw the past 2021, 2022, is it quickly kind of averted from Tech House, obviously everybody loves, but quickly you saw people going into techno and Deep House and like kind of different. It wasn't just the basic like Tech House party song that I think so many people think it was. Um, and you see John Summit's newest like unreleased song, uh, Want to Be Where You Are, the one he's been playing everywhere. So good. So good. And that's like a like or big like progressive like melodic yeah. melodic tech house song so it's exciting and, but, and i think again as these genres keep keep you mentioned that, that bounce, 
by Mao P. And it's mm -hmm. like, that's a big room influenced tech house song. And then you get like, um, like even, I mean, Fred again is so huge right now. That's like yeah. this UK house influenced house music. That's not even tech house. It's like, I, I just think over the next couple of years, you're going to see house music just being innovated. It's not going to be just the tech house with like a shaker loop, a bass and a kick and a hi-hat and a clap. It's just going to be, it's going to keep being innovated in the same exact way that you go from like a Don't You Worry Child in 2013 to like Runaway by Galantis in 2015. Mm -hmm. It starts the, to just get to roses a little, by the chain smokers. Yeah. Yeah. It starts to get a little weirder. It starts to get like, how far can we push this? And then eventually you get to a point where like, okay, we can't push this any further. Let's just make something new. But like, that's what I think is happening in house music. So, yeah. yeah. Which I think, and that's why I try personally to, it's hard not to when I, especially when I have a podcast, but to try to stay away from like even bothering with genres and labeling songs and who's making what and what qualifies as this or what qualifies as that. It's like, I don't, I don't know what the hell kind of genre you're making now. I know it sounds fucking awesome. It sounds fresh. It sounds cool. Like, like I said, it's got like obviously old progressive house vocals with a new kind of tech house, UK house, but it's like, you could, you could go in circles trying to figure out like what exact genre it is. And I think the music that is popular is the music that's fresh and building off of like what people were listening to. So you're doing awesome, man. Again, so stoked. You have new music coming out. Uh, when can people expect some of the originals uh, to come out? I have no idea. Honestly, like I don't have any, any plans for those i love the ones that i've made i, I send them to you after this podcast yeah i, yeah, I might... i'm curious to hear what you think um i, I love the originals i've made i, I said I, I have three of them right now but uh I, i'm thinking at least one like before the summer okay. but uh maybe like may june but really my goal right now i just want to pump out remixes and, and just have fun doing that <laughs> that's like that's, that's awesome the goal. man I, I just want to get, and the thing I love about remixes too is having artists like on the Bangarang one, it's not even released yet. And like, I have some crazy DJs that have hit me up for an extended so they can play it live. And that's what I love about remixes is like, you get all these DJs playing your remix, which is, which is cool. Cause yeah. you're like, you're just a part of the scene, you know, which I love. So I was uh, one question I wanted to ask before we wrap this up, because I, I was going to ask you this earlier, as you're making this new kind of sound and experimenting with these remixes, are you getting inspiration from like just listening to these old songs and then going from there? Are you getting inspiration from what people like Fred again are doing? And like what like where are you kind of getting this inspiration from for this sound or is it kind of just a collection of everything? that's that's a really good question I don't, I don't think i'm getting much inspiration from the old stuff honestly because while i am incorporating elements of that because it's what I, what got me into edm and i'm obviously remixing these songs and stuff I, I think it is like a lot of it sounds a bit outdated to me like if you were to play that in a club or like if you're taking inspiration from that it's going to sound a bit outdated so i think production wise it's a lot of new stuff that I'm taking inspiration from. I, I would say like the main artists right now are like, and, the, and these aren't even super like cutting edge artists, but I mean, like I, I think Skrillex is number one, honestly. Um, like okay, any cool. house song, like Chicken Soup, Would You Ever, the new one that came out today, which is ridiculous. I actually did not hear the new one that came out today. No, you need to listen to it immediately. I, well, I, it's I, I, from Fred Again's Boiler Room set. The, okay, uh, okay. Please don't leave me like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so good. 
But, I wasn't. Uh, a, I wasn't a huge fan of Rumble, and I mean, I said that. I said that on the podcast last week. I get it. It's not like my cup of tea to begin with. So, like, I get people are gonna love it. My so bigger I, issue. Well, yeah, my bigger issue was is like I know people were posting it saying they loved it when I just like know that they probably <laughs> didn't. They were just doing it because they love Fred again. But that's, yeah, that's for another day. But cool. Skr- Skrillex uh, is Skrill- is. Big I think I was so I I was so into Fred again last year. So like songs like Jungle, uh, I love Pull Me Out of This, but I don't know how much that song really inspired me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a, a lot of the UK Disclosure has been huge. Salute, I don't know if you know Salute. Yeah, yeah. Um, those artists, Jaws, uh, Abstract, on like the more like the Bangarang one, the more like Bass House stuff, mm-hmm. Joyride. I, I think artists like Shipwreck is another huge yep. one. I think I think I'll cap it at that. I think those are like All right, cool. Some, those are some of my favorite artists right now that I'm getting inspired by. And I think it's kind of just, let's take all that, put it in a melting pot and then put some sick vocal that people can scream along to that they know on top of it. That's the goal. Yeah. It's a formula that's working so far. Um, It is. I I will for sure post your link to your SoundCloud and all the edits and obviously your Spotify as well too. Um, Anything else you got, man? Anything, anything else to shout out? Oof. Uh, Bangarang remix this Friday, Clarity yeah. remix, Clarity language remix a couple weeks after that, and then some really cool shit after that. That's right, well, every two weeks. Expect new shit. That's all I'll say. <laughs> love it. First, uh, first guest of the new year of 2023, K Bubs. Awesome having you back on, man. Uh, we'll have to talk again in a like a year and a half or however long it was between the first and the other episode, and uh, see where you're at then. But big things ahead, man. Pump Let's for it. This- Let's make this like the uh like that Billie Eilish thing with a uh, fucking I forget yeah. what what YouTube channel but where's the yeah. end of your yeah. yeah it's like it's like it's like your uh, your journal your like diary your your and we yeah. can talk every year and see where it goes but awesome I'm guys not- this this was uh episode forty eight with K Bubs back on the XU podcast new chapter for him go check out all the stuff on Instagram social media I'll tag everything in the show notes so thanks man talk soon peace.